a podcast called Strangest Fruit. Growing up in Compton, it's easy to dive into the culture that's embedded in everyday life. And things are being normalized. So how can we hold the unaware and misguided accountable? As a youth, coming up, we tend to gravitate towards what attracts us most. Then try to live in that image. We adopt the livelihood without full knowledge of what we are signing up for because the attraction is simply that, an attraction. To the surface of things, not even thinking about the inner self-destruction that will make its way as we live out what we think is normal living. As we get older, we are labeled and deemed street terrorists based on a created stigma given to us as gang members. So hear me out. Every kid doesn't become a gang member for the same reason. Some are born and raised in it, never recognizing it's more to life. Some do it to escape bullying and have something to belong to. Some just want a sense of belonging and to look cool. All the kids are not willing to harm another person, which is the gang-banging aspect of becoming a gang member. All gang members are not living with the same standards, but still, we are defined under the same false criteria, again, given to us by so-called gang experts, who in turn place us inside a box. As for me, let me explain. I was born and raised in the gang culture in the heart of Concord, the Wilmington Orange. My family, my friends, it was what I saw and what I went with. Nobody ever told me the extremities worth that came with the gang life. Being a kid and seeing dead bodies or funerals were regular. Life outside of that was missing. I developed PTSD early on. To be so young and witness something so detrimental was traumatized. Still, missing is guidance and knowledge. What's created is depression. That fuels anger. That creates trigger. That feeds impulses. Now, a lost child is out in the world emotionally confused and trying to hide his truths. So the spiraling starts. So let's dive into perspectives. A fatherless child living under the circumstances of a single mother and craving a male role model or a father figure so he makes a decision to join a gang to attain that feeling from a big homie he pays attention to. Or the kid that has no family. So he turns to his neighborhood and makes the choice to become a gang member in search of a home and acceptance. A kid that sees the glamour and fame and material realm of the life and culture. So he dives in the game to attain the same financial bliss and materialistic luxuries and acceptances that come with that life. A kid, young and observant, who early on adopted the it's us or them mentality based on the losses he had seen and endured in his early years and felt he had no other choice based on the violence and poverty surrounding his everyday life. These perspectives are never addressed when cases are caught. Instead, we are considered street terrorists and deemed guilty based on the gang aspect. I was convicted of a murder that I did not commit, solely due to my gang membership. Missing in my case were the necessary elements required for a murder. Also missing was physical evidence. No fingerprints, DNA, no GSR, and no witness identification. What was hung on by prosecution was the gang aspect. So I was given a false motive, a theory with no substance or validity, and that was based on the stigma handed to me by the court's prosecution wrapped around the gang aspect again. So we have to ask the questions. 
how can we judge a gang member based on the acts of another due to being from the same place? We can't judge a sheriff or police station as a whole based on the actions of a corrupt or racist officer or a deputy who is considered one bad apple. How is there a saying of innocent until proven guilty? But when it comes to the less fortunate, the actions of the prosecution is the exact opposite. Why is the gang enhancement attached to almost every case when dealing with minorities based on the premise of the case being about gang culture, given by who the courts consider a gang expert? If it's looked into, every statement and opinion given by a so-called gang expert in court will have many commonalities. The only change will be the neighborhood, the enemies, the allies, the name of the man or woman in court, and the territory, meaning that gang members as a whole, city to city, are held under one umbrella by the same people that don't want society to hold them accountable for what other officers, deputies, or even departments as a whole are doing. It's a contradiction that needs to be addressed. My name is Lamont Kellum Jr. I was wrongfully convicted of a murder. I am not perfect, and neither do I try to be. But I am human, and though I've been through my share of traumas and obstacles, I am not the statistic the prosecution made me. But I am a statistic to a prosecutorial mishandling. My goal after attaining my freedom is to change the world, and that starts with living out the change in me I want to see. Sweet Cholo Games. A podcast called Strangest Fruit. Hi, my name is Mayan. I go to school at Kip Compton Community School. My favorite teacher was my first grade teacher, Miss Erin, because she always used to help me, and that's when I learned how to use scissors and white and write. My dad is a day. The five codes of conduct are integrity, morals, respect, honor, and humility. It creates my character and it basically helps me conduct myself. I conduct myself by respecting myself. I know that in my heart, I know that he's going to come home. Now that I know he's coming back, I always think of that. I want the world to know about my dad. I want the world to know that he is a good person. Hello? Hello? The video visit had hung up, so I'm finna try to call back. Okay. Say something you're on the microphone. I can't hear you, baby. Say it again. I said say something because you're on the microphone. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Well, first and foremost, of course... I want to thank Ray and his wife for, you know, the opportunity for sending their hand. I want to thank your mother <clears throat> for taking the time out of her day to bring you in, get this done for me. And I want to let you know, baby, that I appreciate you for, you know, being a big girl for me and taking this interview and doing the things that you are doing. 
and also for teaching me the things that you be teaching me from school and for giving me the life lessons that I need because you make me be a better man so I can be a better father. You know, I made a lot of mistakes in my life, and I always tell you this, but that don't change, you know, my views of you and how I love you and the father that I'm doing everything I can to be and the father that I will be when I come home to you. And I always tell you that when I come home, I'm not leaving you again. And I, I really mean that. And I always tell you to keep in your heart that I'm coming home because I'm going to come home. When I come home to you, it's good. No matter what, it's, 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 it's going to be good. You over there being my big girl? Yeah. Okay, so how are you supposed to conduct yourself? Oh, I'm supposed to conduct myself like a princess. Okay. How many calls of conduct do you have? Five. What are they? Integrity, morals, respect, honor, and humility. Okay, and what do they do? They create my character. Okay. And why are you a princess? Because my mom is a queen and you're a king. What does it mean to have integrity? It means to always be honest. Okay, and what does it mean to have morals? It means to... Okay, it means to have self-respect. Do you respect yourself? Yeah, I respect myself. Okay. So as long as you respect yourself, everybody around you will have to respect you, right? Yeah. Okay. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Alright, I love you, Big Ed. I love you too. Alright, I'm gonna um this phone's gonna hang up, so I'm gonna call on the um on the on a video visit so I can see you before I go back to work, alright? Alright. Alright, so I have reaction, I'm gonna call right now. Okay. Alright. Alright. No. To listen, I want everybody to listen to my dad's story and uh, um, to let him go because he didn't do nothing wrong. I just want everybody to have integrity in the world. Uh, welcome back. We're at Strangers Fruit Podcast. Um, make sure you subscribe. Um, take this journey with us. As we said, we're pouring ourselves into this right here. Um, this is another segment in our wrongful conviction. Today, we're talking to the mother of Lamont Kellum. Um, we always want to know, um, you know, obviously the story behind Lamont but also like the mother's perspective, you know, the trial, it's a whole like traumatic process for a family. In my case, I, I, I put myself and my family through it and I was guilty of what I did. I take responsibility for that. But in your case and your son's case, he's completely innocent of this crime. Um, so I, I can't imagine what he's going through, but, um, we're grateful to have you here and to hear the story. And, um, Please tell us, like, where you're at today, like, with your son 
being incarcerated, um, just how does it feel? Like, are you visiting him, talking him on the tablet? Like, how's the communication? How are you guys holding it together? Um, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Um, the communication is good. Um, I don't talk to him every day, but at least twice a week on the tablet. That was a great thing that they did for communication for the families is the tablet and the text messages. I can send videos of him to him of us if we're out of his sister playing volleyball, his brother playing football. I can send all those things to him. So this sister right that's now? a great yes. Okay. His sister Kennedy. Yeah. Yes. You got a cold spike? She got a cold I'm spike. To contest yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, y'all might have to come see her one day. Yeah. Uh-huh. Along with her sister in law. But that's good that we can send him videos of us acting silly at home. So he won't feel too much far away from us. And that was one of the best things that they could have done because the otherwise we would talk to him maybe probably once every month or once every two months or so on and so forth. Um, far as the visiting, um, last time we seen him it was all of us except one of his sisters because there's only so many that can go. Um, my 18-year-old couldn't go, but we took the kids, my daughter, her, new, her daughter, he wanted to meet his niece. That was wonderful. The food was okay, but that was a good... He didn't know we was coming. Those, those, those $9 yeah. pizzas in there? $9 the chicken, special. like $30, yeah. yes. Don't the, don't the chicken smell like pig feet for some reason? You no. Put <laughs> you put the hot wings in there, it don't smell like that. Come it, on, smell it like pig feet. Yeah. Come on, smell like yeah. Are the seals still like, get behind the line? Like on the microwave, are they still on there? They've that? never done that to me. They've okay. always been that part. I have never had a problem with only when you're going in the closing, but as far as the COs, no. Okay. They'd be okay with and that. And where is he at? He's in Calipatria. Okay. Yeah. So we're like, he's like 115 probably right now. Yeah. yeah he's on fire. No, yeah, it's real hot when that. you go there that you can't use your phone. The phone, you get back in the car and say, too hot, you got to let it cool off. Dang. Yeah. Wow. That's how hot it is there. Wow. Mm. And yeah. how's his spirits? How's he holding up? Um, far as I can tell, when even when I see him, he's a strong one. He's just like his mom. We always try to be strong no matter how we're broken. One thing I always taught my son, um, you have to believe in God. Lift your head up. Let me see your spirit. They can lock you up, but they cannot lock up your spirit. And that's one thing that he has shown. He has shown tremendous strength because me, otherwise, it, I mean, you know, you would be broken for something like that. Like, how can they not know? But for the most part, very strong kid. Very, very strong kid. And how long has he been in there? Almost 10 years. And his sentence is... Is it they a gave it to me. Quite, it was just. It wasn't life. It was maybe like seventy something years, eighty something years. So virtu- virtual so life. Yeah. Yes. That's what we call Basically, virtual life. Basically, yeah. Virtual say, life. Okay. Can I take well, because a they guesstimation, like yeah. a guesstimation of mm-hmm. over thirty years in gang enhancements with the base term of like yeah. ten years. Yep. Oh, it was like, one of those. It was like yeah. Everything stacking. he was saying, it was just. I'm looking like, what does that mean? So where you get like say five years for the crime, you get yeah. fifteen for being a gang member. Fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Gang enhancement. Like stacking. I remember hearing that. Yeah. It was just a lot. And I just, I was baffled, like, what, what does all this mean? What court was this? Compton. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, why you look at me? I'm a, I no, because play. the last mother we had here. <laughs> the who, last three people yeah. we had in here. But the, yeah, I always, there's always, like, a strong mother at the, from all of these um, wrongful convictions. It, there's Even Frankie. Frankie's right there. Compton, Linwood. Is, yeah. Is, is, and, I, you know, that's my city, so. It is. I know what she's talking about. That's why I always talk. I, I don't talk bad about the city. I talk bad about the, the places there. Yeah. Like, it don't make no damn sense. The biggest building in Compton is the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like what you what do you mean? The biggest building is the courthouse. This is your biggest investment. This shit stick out like a sore thumb. You can be all the way down on Figaro somewhere and see this big <laughs> ass thing sticking out in yeah. the sky. Yeah. yeah and it's we full of everybody, there. mama, daddy, sisters, everybody. brothers, grandchildren. Yeah. It's it's yeah. all in there. And it might be a few souls stuck up in there. You mm. know, like that's haunting that place from all the foul shit that goes on down there. Like I I feel disgusted about it. I feel like yeah. it's 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 such a hurtful thing, but you know, it's He went to trial there? He did. So, you want to talk about the trial? Um, can we can we can we rephrase it a little bit? See, we if you divulge into that, see, this is this is the element that we have here. We get to sit down and do this. Paint the picture of your son, not what the world is painting him as. So before we get to court and oh this this that and they get the because that's what they do in court. They're gonna just throw every single negative thing that he done ever had yeah. there. Before mom gets to actually go up and say, look, this is my son, the person I birthed. I brought into this world with the intention of this, the purpose of this. These are all his goals and aspirations. This is what he accomplished. They're not letting you paint that. No. So this is basically the form of the people. Make the closing argument right. in the court of public opinion. Right. So tell us how he was as a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, 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 the squirrely <laughs> boy, what, what, what was? Was he running around? Was he into stuff? He's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a type. I'm into everything. Yeah, that's what he was. He a wonderful kid. Right. Um, he he was a good kid, but he was born a day before my birthday, so he was my birthday gift. Nice. He's April 26th. I'm April 27th. Nice. So I was in the hospital giving birth wow. to him a day before my birthday. So he was my birthday gift. Um, I always called him AJ for Aaron Jr. That was my name. I gave him. That's not a moniker. It's not a hood name. I gave him that name. As a baby, yeah. As, as a child, child yeah, yeah. when he was a child. Um, he was a good kid, but he was bad. My friends used to come over. He would hop on the couch and hop on their neck. That was AJ. <laughs> oh, he would literally <laughs> hop on their yes. neck. <laughs> he got a way better yeah, childhood yes. nickname than me. They call me Tater Todd. That's some tater bull right there. <laughs> you know, my name Dante. They right, don't Tater Todd. They don't call me that you no more. You should never say that. grown ass man. <laughs> I'm running with that. Now I'm going to call him Tater Todd. I mean, you can do that though. TT. See, you know, went too far now. You know, went too far. Meet me out back, man. But yeah, he was great kid. That was my boy. That was like my best friend because I was a single mother. Um, a single struggling mother. It's okay to say that. I'm at a better place now. But I had two children at that time, his sister, Nene, and then him. And I was a struggling mother with him. There was no father in the home, no father figure in the home. I was mother and father. But he was a good kid. I tried to raise him. I was young. I was young. And I never really told people didn't really know how young I was. But when I had Lamont, I was about 16. So I was a young mother. I did, really didn't know about parenting. I didn't really know how to be a mother, but I became a mother and to the best that I could with my children. And um, he was a good kid. He played sports. I always put him in sports. He was a crybaby. You wouldn't know that with him now. Yeah, mom will put you out there, bro. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to put him out the other there. Day, so next time I talk to him, I'm like, yeah, mom, your mom said you're a crybaby, bro. <laughs> but when he, when he told <laughs> no me, cap, he said, bro. mama, don't leave nothing out. You, what? You sure? <laughs> okay. But yeah, no, he, yeah, he was. Yeah, nobody yeah. would watch him. I could not get a babysitter for him. AJ, nobody would watch him. No, take your son with you. He cried too much. But that's because he was spoiled. Because I didn't have anything to love me. My kids was my love. So I gave all my love to my kids. I really didn't want anybody to watch them anyway. So he did sports. He was a good kid. He was a good kid. And, he, you know, he did sports. He did. He got a plaque for um, baseball. He got a plaque from Compton for the football. 
and um, he, he played basketball. You know what he was? He was a Titan. He was a Titan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was a Titan. Be, uh, everybody want to be a Compton Titan. Yeah, If it ain't if it ain't the Jackrabbits, it's a Compton Titan. He was a Compton Titan. We used to play him. I was on the East Valley Trojans. Really? Okay. They destroyed us. Exactly. Yeah, but he was good, and he was a good kid. I don't. I didn't have really. Too many complaints out of him. But you got to remember, I was still a woman trying to raise a man. Sure. And people that, that's, say, Whoa, whoa. See that? Hold on. Hold on. Music okay. stop. <laughs> Get the yeah. lash. First, paint the picture of where she at. Now, do you know about skin tone in the black community? <laughs> I mean, I hear, but I'm not. Um, it, this, this shit is deep. The shit yeah. is deep. Okay. Sixteen year old, mm -hmm. two kids, mm -hmm. light skinned with colored eyes in Compton. <laughs> Come on now. She laughing. She knows the truth. He knows the truth back there and all that. Light skinned, you know how many haters? You know how many haters you it's, it's different. Like in our community, like certain shades and it's a lot of if you Creole, you this, you this it's dark skin, this it's it's a whole different thing. So you're dealing with that. Yeah. And then you a baby raising. A baby. One, two babies. But two babies. Yes. And then you got a child that's like he baby Tarzan, basically. Right. Like he just um anything. He's not bad. He's, <laughs> he's just not, a boy. He's just a boy. Yeah. Yes. He's just being a boy. Certain yes. things that he has to go through in his growth in life. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's yeah. I just wanted to highlight that. And then the woman aspect. In this day and age, right now, we have a society of women. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have three women in here, so correct me if I'm wrong that feels the need to not have a man, not any man, but a healthy man, mind, body, and soul, yes. and a household to raise a boy. Yes. So you went through this back then. Do you feel like that's the same now? With, with other with, women? Yes. With, is, uh, is this, is, to me, I feel like it's horrible. It's like, all right, we it, just don't, we don't need a man in the house. Yeah, I think every woman should want a man. Mm. It's not that you don't need that you don't, you may not need him, but you should want a man for the comfort, just for the, for, you know, for the head of the household. A man is supposed to be the head of the household. It's not supposed to be a woman. That's the word. A man is supposed to be the head of the household. Every woman should want a man, and every man should want a woman. But the way this world is now, every, I ain't gonna say that. I mean, Do you this think is, was like yearning for that too, because like him, I never had my dad. Look how she brightened up. Even in his, even in his, she's brightened up when you say his name. Like he's like, yeah. <laughs> but even in in my dad's absence, it was still the biggest impact on my life. Not having yeah. him, that void right there. Do you think that played? Um, because it was the same. Like I had a grandmother who was the most nurturing, loving grandmother ever. But it's it's there's a generational gap, and it's not the male, you know. Right. I, I agree with him as well. I agree with that, too. And then you got to think a little bit harder for him, you know, and I don't want to downplay anything. I don't want to, um, not speaking on anybody, but just imagine, you know who your father is? You can see your father, but he's, he's not being your father. Does that make sense? It destroys a boy. It destroys a boy. It destroys a so boy. So imagine how I was destroyed, but imagine... More ten times more for my son, and you have to put on this whole, like, right? I you, he can't see the right. tears. Like that's what I always trip on. Like mothers, like they won't cry in front of their children. Oh no, and I go in the bathroom, and when I come out, I'm super. Yeah, woman. that's amazing. And that that's is amazing. amazing. So imagine, just say if I have, say he's my father, my mom tell him that's your father. I can see you. Hey, daddy, how you doing? 
It puts that thought in your head. What's wrong with me? Right. That could have been how he felt. That's why I felt. Not sure. Because he never really spoke of it. And as I say, he was strong because he's seen his mother be strong. Sure. But it was rough. Hell and it yeah. was tough. Yeah. Now we can say a different story. Everything turns. Everybody deserves a second chance. But I was a strong single mother for many, many years. Many of the days I cried. Many of the days my son cried. Many of the days my daughter cried. But what can we do about it? All we have to do is just keep our chin up and keep living. But he, 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 I did my best. Good kid. Was he perfect? No, I wasn't perfect. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have been having kids yeah. at 16. Who is perfect? But who you? is perfect? Yeah. That's but I made saying. the best out of it. That's all I could do. And with you a know? comparison, my, my mom came from Kill Michael, Mississippi, and had her first kid at 14. See? She lost her first kid at 14. So she, you know. And then had yeah. me and my sister before she went to Compton. Right. And everything happened. So it's, it's and I think um, without having a father figure, I can sort of relate because as far as, you know, people that, when I grew up, I'm from Lutus Park. My dad, was from Cross Atlantic the whole time. My mm. dad was there the whole time, and then none of these motherfuckers, were, excuse my language, sorry about that good Christian woman, I mean, none of these people <laughs> around here said, hey, that's, that's your dad. You. Mm-hmm. Like, your dad been over here this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the spiritual element of it or what it was, but it seemed like that path that I was supposed to go down, I ended up going down that same path as my father. Mm. And then it goes into the statistic aspect my dad gunned down Linwood, 31. I made it to 32. And I feel like mm. I'm on borrowed time. Mm. So just to, just to have, and it made, it made, at first I was infuriated. I hated myself because it's like, damn, I don't have my dad. Right. I don't have my dad. And you hear everybody, you look like him, you talk uh-huh. like him, you got the nails. I'm like, I don't know what this fool look like. <laughs> like and then, you know, it's, 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 it's horrible. But then, like he said, it made me. Because whatever stories that was depicted about him, I was like, all right, I'm not going to be this. I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be this. Mm-hmm. And that's another blessing that a mom has. Y'all have the ability to keep up an image right. of what a man should be for a child. Y'all have the ability to create that. All right, this is what this is going to be. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Y'all have the whole recipe. And it's not like you had to go learn it. It's instinctual. It's like it's, it's by nature. Right. You know, that's y'all God's giving gift. To just mold a whole human and just instill stuff in them. Right. And this is what this is supposed to be. So that's, that's it's, it's, it's completely relatable. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. And then, yeah. so, Compton, California. Compton, California. 90s? How old yep, is he? 90s. 31. He's 31? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. We, we're right there in the same. Born in 92. Born in 92? Yeah, so it was the 90s. Dang. Mm-hmm. Mm. I went to prison a year later when you were one. Wow. And I got out last year. Last year? Last year. Oof. Doing well. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm free. You're free. Yeah. There you go. I'm happy. I got yeah. my family. Yes. You know, uh, I got a beautiful woman, a stepdaughter. Nice. You know, involved in church and, and nice. stuff in the community, stuff we mm. do here. Yeah, life is beautiful. That's we want to get Lamont here. Yeah. We, we, want him on, we want him on the show. I believe it. I always believed it. Absolutely. Even when it didn't look good, I still believed. And I have to tell him. You know, just keep believing. You probably say, Mama, but keep believing, son, Mama. And that's when you said earlier, train up a child in the way they should go because when they get old, they'll never depart from it. You might have detoured, but you still knew who God was. You still knew yeah. where your faith was. It was always so, planted in there. Yes. You know? Once it's instilled, 
You can't go away from it. You might detour a little bit, but you, you can't get away from I it. I think I had just a high threshold for pain, but I surrendered. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the war is over. I lost. The war like, is over. Yeah, I surrender. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. And I can't wait that until that day for him. The war is over. You know, but yeah. He's been through a lot. I can say that. Even as he was about, about 13 when he got shot. His friend. And he, it was football. And um, I'll never forget. He was in. Was he in junior high? Okay. I met you in junior high. What's junior high? And, um, which, which, which one was he going to in Compton? <laughs> he didn't go. He was oh, he in didn't? Long Beach. Oh, he went to Long Beach. So, yeah, I remember that school, but it was on um, Cherry, straight on Cherry on Long Beach. You talking about Limburg. Cherry and Atlantic? There you Limburg. go. I went to Limburg. How you knew that? I went to Limburg. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Limburg. I want them group home kids, so I just they just <laughs> move me everywhere. So I, I know he knows every spot. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was going to Limburg. He was playing football too. He was playing football, and they um. They had won the Super Bowl that year. Okay. The, what were the Compton Titans? What were they? Compton Titans, Compton Titans, and the, the Jackrabbits. The, mm -hmm. They do the statewide city championship. They won that. Him and his best friend, they were um, going. And this was when he. Um, I got a call from my niece saying, Auntie, you know, AJ got shot. And I said, no, he's with the football team. They're going somewhere. But it really was him. So we left. And by time, and he got shot in Compton and his, um, in the back. And some man helped him. But with that story, I don't want to tell the whole story. It's a very emotional story. But he made that. His best friend, unfortunately, did not. Mm -hmm. And that was hard for him. So imagine losing your best friend at, at the 13? age of 13. Doing That's what hard. You love the most. Doing what, yeah. And, that was, and they they're were supposed really to be celebrating. Winning the Super Bowl. I'll never forget that day. And um, he almost died. All right, so we're back. We've um, expanded the table, expanded the conversation to um, include his wife and to include his brother right here. Um, so why don't you guys start? Introduce yourselves, um, you know, your relationship. Um, my name is Sue. I'm his wife. How long have you guys been married? For since May of 2022, so a little over a year. How that's working for you? It's good. It's not a challenge. It's, explain it. Like, how, what's, what's the method to the madness? There's no madness. You got a guy that's really, like, living a, a pro-social lifestyle in prison. Yeah. So, like, you can tell there's emotional intelligence there. Yeah, he's um, very smart. Yeah. Very overprotective. Like, yeah. he's, I don't know if I could describe him in one word. I don't know. I just like we have a I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. This is like new to open up and really speak yeah. about him. Why do you love him? Why do you love him to work? Because he I just like, he just no. Hey, he, he was the question after. Why do you love the homie? Yeah, no, like for for <laughs> for a woman to to dedicate um their self to someone in there, like we talked about um like how much that means to someone. But it's also like a relationship that comes with challenges, like yeah. like being incarcerated. Mm -hmm. um, like I know, like my ex sometimes would have to face the question of like, like where is he? So there's that stigma of mm -hmm. saying, you know, he's incarcerated. Like I know there's a lot, there's a lot yeah. that comes with it. Um, but I believe it does make you stronger mm -hmm. for the ultimate day when he does come home because you got this foundation. But yeah, I'm not gonna let you. Um, 
run from that right there? Like, what, what is it? Why, why, why watch, did you choose to this. step in this journey? Why? Serve it with this one. What was your first date like? Our first date? Mm -hmm. A chimichanga and the third uh, <laughs> vending machine. <laughs> yeah, what, was your, what was your first? What, what, was, what was that, that, that moment where you was like, so, that's him? In 2017, that was our first, like, meetup. Okay. I'll say the date, our first date. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, we, were, we had been talking for about, probably, I want to say about six months, maybe. Maybe a little more. We had been talking, so it's like when I seen him, it's like I already knew him. I met him a long time ago in 2015. But, like, we never, like, really conversed. But 2017, it was just... It was like I we knew each other like we was comfortable. It was no odd moments. Right. I don't it was like know. that like instant connection. Yeah, it was an instant connection. Like, and we're both similar. Like, he's like a male version of me. I always tell him that because we're very similar. Like in a lot of ways, we think okay. how we handle situations, especially right. now. It's different. Yeah. Uh, he's he's very different, and it's like. The stigma, the, the the picture they paint with him being in prison. Yeah. I don't really open up and talk to a lot of people about it. So no one really knows because a lot of people have something to say about that. They don't. I'm, a lot of people are judged. What I've seen, a lot of people are judged. They judge him based off of him being in there. But he's still a person. Like, at the end of the day, he, um, it's like when you know he's worth it, it, it don't matter. And then I'm a different individual. So I don't just. His situation, it, it never bothered me. Right. I, it took like a year and a half, I want to say about a year and a half, for us to have a conversation about his case. Right. Like, for me to even ask, like, how long do you have? Were you aware that he was innocent from the jump, or did you find out through I've the course? Never, he, told, he spoke on his case a little bit, but we've never, I've never, in the beginning, I've never asked him about anything, because just off of what was presented to me, I didn't need to ask. He, he, you just seen the man. i seen it, like... A man, but not only that is he didn't do it. The conversation that we have had, he didn't do it, and wow. I believe that. So and I'm we. very like so discerning. Yeah. I'm Shout very discerning, out to so. the women that's trooping for their men. <laughs> nah, yeah. no, cause oh, yeah. I, like cause she she stayed and waited and was like, you know, when you gonna tell me about your time? I was lying a whole bunch of chicks. It what? never bothered I me. I was like. no, I was lying about my times. I had a lot of time, and I'm like. I'm like, man, how old am I? What? 18? Just got <laughs> to prison from YA? Ain't no 18-year-old girl finna sit around and wait on me. What the? Nah, that's out. Then and I'm it's common to say, like I, like, I got, like, two years left. Or I'm, I'm finna go to the parole like, board. I, I, I definitely never did that. You know, like, I, I, I admit I was one of those dudes that lied because it's like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was but she, she seen it. You know, she was like, all right, I, I got me a keeper. Do you realize, like... When a dude walks off that, mm -hmm. when he walks off that, when he does, mm -hmm. what type of moment that's going to be? Mm. So you got Nelson Mandela. Did a lot of time, walked off that, put up in there for some stuff that was, you know, mm -hmm. wrongfully mm -hmm. convicted. Look at Reuben Hurricane Carter. Wrongfully convicted. It's, it's, and, like I said, you only see the greats. And we all yeah, that. the Nelson Mandela quote, he said, in my country, uh, you go to prison first, then become president. Like that's that's one of uh, my favorite Facts. quotes right there. Mm. You know, no, I, I just want to I just want to see him come up out of there and do something just huge. Like he will for sure. Like, yeah. Are you man. guys um, you talk to the tablet every day? Yeah, every day, um, all day. <laughs> is your conversation about the case, or do you look ahead into the future and the freedom? 
everywhere. Our conversation is about the case, about ahead of time. We have he he's like in a state of manifestation. Yeah, so yeah, like you can tell by he's his, like an alchemist. He's like very so much. He see things, and it's it's to me it's like it's connected with faith. So he like he knows. I know it too. I've always said it. So that's why the time didn't matter to me. Like I've known. I know he's coming home. I can't say when, but I know he's going to be home. He's being built and, and, I just and feel like, prepped for the moment. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like his case, everything, the way it took, it all happened for a reason. Like, when he come home, you're going to see what type of individual he is. Facts. Now, today, though. Sometimes you put him on the, he's a man put on the now. shelf for save your life. Well, yeah. he said that. He's like, it's the worst thing that happened, but it's... He mm. said that multiple times, but it, it, it's been the best thing to happen to it's, it's, it saved my life. I, I would say this... Uh, as hateful as I was towards the judge for giving me all that time, now mm-hmm. I respect it. Mm-hmm. I I respect it. Yeah. You know the illegalities of it. It actually, you know, it saved me because right. I was finna rob them banks. And <laughs> no, I'm serious. That was that was my that was my my thing. I was a stick up kid, you know. But I was just elevating, elevated. Mm-hmm. And like I tell a lot of people, I had a lot of you know hatred towards myself. So I was going down that spot, this mm-hmm. downhill. So me getting getting locked up, it, right. You know, they, they say it can either be hell or it could be the biggest university on earth. For sure. And he turned it into his university because he in there, he learning, he busting right. atoms. Yeah, for sure. And he getting that old school, like, old, <laughs> no, for you get that old school game mm-hmm. from them dudes that's been in there. So mm-hmm. just imagine being able to see yo, what, imagine seeing those uncles and cousins that weren't mm-hmm. affected by the crack era still in their prime. Right. Still sharp as a tech. They still stuck in that capsule of the 80s and they're able to just give you that, that raw, just here, we'll, we'll just, just imagine seeing, that's what you have in prison. You mm-hmm. see a lot of them dudes are yeah. just preserved and you're able to just take from it. You know, so he gonna come out of there just, look at here, it might, might turn into Huey P. Sure. Newton or something in there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Mess around, come out here some revolutionist stuff. <laughs> then they really got a problem. So, yeah. what has been some of the things that, that has affected? You could shine a, a light on all the positivity, but there has been times and the stuff that you speak on can hopefully, you know, motivate other women or mm-hmm. men that, that's out there that have a family member locked up. Like mm-hmm. how, what helps you get through the hard times? Cause we know the holidays is what tears us up. Yeah. Valentine's day, mother's day, yeah. Easter, whatever the case, you know, for y'all with moms every Sunday. Mm-hmm. To me, I try Around holidays, I try not to be on social media because I see families, like, you know, and it's kind of like, it's very emotional, like, to, like, everybody has their happy, like, they're in a happy space, and I'm happy, but it's like, it's, 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 he's missing, like, you know? It's my turn to get my my guy back. Yeah, and it's hard for him, like, holidays, I I go visit him. What is the holiday, what are the the more, the difficult one? Huh? What's the difficult one? The most difficult one? No, I'd probably say, to me, this past year, my the most difficult ones was our birthdays. My birthday, his birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, Man, and then, yeah, he's, he's born the day after your birthday, right? Mm-hmm. So y'all all, th- wow. Like. Yeah. But for me, his, the worst holiday, probably, I would say Father's Day, because he's not with my granddaughter, mm-hmm. you know, and with that perspective. I think that probably would be the hardest one for him, especially if she's not there to see him right. like she always go. And if she's not there to see him on Father's Day, right. I think that probably will 
I can't say break his spirit because I don't think he'll ever let anything break his spirit, but I think that would be the most yeah, tough it one. It puts a little flaw on his yeah. character. There you, you know, go. How he feels yeah. about himself. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's, 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 I got little sisters. I got seven sisters. I remember oh, yeah. one time my baby sister, she asked me, she said, Big Brother, you know, this one she was younger, she said, Big Brother, what, what, did, what did you do? What did you mm. do? What, what did you do to get you in there? Why you got all that time? Did you, did you kill people? Mm. They don't even like my mama said, you know, you know, my mama said, my cousin, you know, everybody has their image, like how you said. Mm. Like, I done went through it with family, as I went through it with my family telling yeah. people that I had life and I wasn't coming home. Uh, and then I had other family that was embarrassed of me mm-hmm. that was saying, oh, he in the military, he been gone. <laughs> now, my mama out here ready to squabble, <laughs> you know, like, don't be lying on my son. Nah, right, you know, he's right. in jail, he's paying right. his debt to society, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's, that's, Damn, like, mm-hmm. so you got all different angles, and how does that mm-hmm. feel? Like, like if you, want, I want to get up and go play basketball with my bro. Like, what was the things that y'all used to do together? It was like, yeah, this is us every time. <laughs> and that that was our safe space was basketball. You yeah. know, that's that's what saved my life from the streets. That's something that he pushed me to make sure I, I took serious. Mm-hmm. I got a scholarship for that. I got to play overseas because of that. Damn. You know, I come home and I. I teach and coach at my alma mater because of that. Right. So it's like he's still a part of my story. So with him being gone, it's like every holiday, like you just feel like a piece of you was missing. Because right. a lot of people contribute to my success, right? But with him, like I said, being where we came from, we met when we were seven, eight years old. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was able to get out. When my grandmother moved out of the apartment complex. I was with her, my mom, my dad, when they got together. Boom, like I'm straight now. So I didn't get to see him again until we were like teenagers. He playing ball, I'm still playing ball. And then, like I said, things just happened. And, you know, he did what he had to do, and but he still was on me. Like, man, this ain't this ain't what it was cracked out to be. You make sure you do that. So, again, it's just missing a party, you know what I mean? Like, I wish he can come and speak to my kids or come to my practices, or I wish I could have took him overseas with me and watched me play in Germany. Like, these are experiences that we don't really see coming from where we come from. So the fact that he's a part of my story, like, it, it hurts. Simple as that. All right, we're back on Strangers Fruit with the continuation of our wrongfully convicted series. Um, today we're sitting with the family, the loved ones of Lamont Kellum. Um, I guess, I don't know, we'll go around, we'll start just like with the introduction, your relationship to him, anything you want to say, just like initial thoughts, you know? Chivalry ain't dead. <laughs> <laughs> just when we thought it was done. The last one that would oh, the last one that would What I'm talk. doing, just saying what introduce him. Yeah, like your relationship to him. Um, you know, just your first um, your impression. My name is Winter. I'm his auntie. Okay. Um, damn. How old are you? I know it's inappropriate to ask. I'm 28. I'm 28. I just turned 28. Oh, 28. I'm his auntie, but he's older than me. Yeah. That's on your account. Um, shit. What do you miss know. the most about him? Um, everything, honestly. He was, he was like, he was my nephew, but like a big brother. Yeah, I got all like, brothers. On, auntie, I'm bro. the only girl, yeah. There's something about your nephew that you, that you <laughs> do not miss, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, not really. Like, he was, I don't know, he was, there ain't nothing that I don't miss him. I mean, I don't know if it's because he been gone so long, so it's like, that's all I can do is miss him, but. I miss playing basketball with him. He was like one of my, he was like 
Oh, so he's a basketball uh, yeah. player, huh? He was like my Irish sitting uh, over. Confirm this? She, she balls? Like you ball, ball? <laughs> yeah, I ain't. I ain't, like. It's been a minute, but yeah, I still, I still. Played in school, huh? Played in school. Uh, yeah. What school you went to? I went to in high school or like. Yeah, you played ball in high school. Oh, come die, high. come die. Oh, you went to college, huh? Yeah, I, I played that. Oh, okay, Nah, yeah, he was like my my Irish and my like. So that was one thing I miss about him too, like playing basketball with him. And, just his presence, like he was just this goofy person. So, all right. I don't know. Thank you. How about you? Nah, I'm uh, Dombo. I'm, I'm his uncle. I think he ordered me by a couple months, but you know, I'm like his big uncle still. <laughs> shit, things I miss the most. Uh, shit, damn. Shit, his presence. You know, we shit, we down there was with each other every day. Shit, at the high school, he was down there living with us at the time. So, shit, it wasn't a day unless he was out doing something. He, we wasn't together. What was the mm-hmm. uh, what was your last interaction? Last time, last time you seen him. Last interaction. That's crazy. What, what were we doing? I think we was we was in our neighborhood and shit. I was talking to that nigga. Just just chopping it up, just regular talk to him. Like, nigga, what you doing? Like you know, he like just he was just on go. Just right. hey, that's the crazy part too, because nobody ever says like um you know, you could have named like a big moment or a right. small moment, you just say his presence just all the time, no matter what it is, no matter what I just want him there. Yeah. Like that's yeah. crazy. That's like what really missing someone. Like you can't even define one moment. It's just no matter what the moment is, good, bad, like I just want him around. Yeah. No. Damn. Yeah. I'm looking around like, what the hell is that shining on the roof? Bruh, you got to put the shades on the roof. Blankets <laughs> over here. You know what I'm saying? I'm sitting here. My, my bad. My bad. <laughs> 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 it's so balling. My bad. Settle down. Settle down. You know what I mean? Shit. You know, my man came in here. He in here trying to persuade Ray to sell the Lamar pitching back there. Hey, man. You know, light hunting on, man. Light hunting on, man. Hold on, hold on. So, uh, uh. Ski Math 415. Remember you said you had a light day when we went up there to the bay? My man, we, we might have to have uh, the battle with, uh, the battle with uh, the oh, cult. Man. Oh, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that, that's our good peoples up there. Bro. Oh, yeah, man. We go, hey, go to the jeweler, man. He already holding about 250. <laughs> easy. <laughs> easy. So, is this, is this where he get his uh, his drip appeal hey, from? Is this may, where maybe, he, maybe. You know, he was, you know, AJ, that's our baby, man. You know. All, all them aunties, my mama, rest in peace, all my aunties, he, he always the hugs and he's smiling and, you know, he had this little lisp with him and, you know, he loved everybody and it's, it's all love and, you know, he, what you doing, auntie? You know, I love you. Like, yeah, he was just so lovable and it was like he reminded me so much, like, I grew up under his dad, so when I see his, his, his I seen a lot of things he done as his dad would do, you know, with his dancing and everything. And that was one thing we always watched his dad do. He'd go out there and get in the hood, chilling, drinking, then he'd start just dancing. And it was like, that was something I seen in AJ, like a lot of things his dad did. And that's the things he used to do. I used to be like, damn, boy, you just like your daddy. And it was just funny. And then, like, my last time seeing him was in the hospital, you know, and he was just laid up. And I'm like, damn, what's going on? He was just, like, messed up. Like, man, I don't know. I just woke up and it was just like, damn. You know, just to see him from there and just from that, from that, from in that position. 
and now he's in prison. It was like from hospital to prison. It's like, damn, man, I ain't even go, you know, have a seat with you. Because I was like, you know, we got to go to lunch. We got to go go to dinner and chill and hang out, man. And, you know, you got to just, you know, stop hanging around the wrong people and just change your life, man, whatever you got going. And, you know, and I used to always tell a kid, all the youngsters, you know, come get a job at the refinery, you know, to stay out of trouble. But, um... Oh no no no! That was the one refiners? of the ones. I don't know. About I was I was one of the ones. I'm like the first one. I don't care what nobody say. Out my neighborhood that, that introduced everybody to the refineries. You know what I'm saying? I'm day one. Everybody what is knows. The, what's the refinery? What the refinery, refinery jobs. Oh yeah. Yeah, all of them. Like you know, wherever you went, mm -hmm. I, I just had a package with all the different companies and go get your RSO and you know I was one of them guys. Made up my own list with all the jobs on there and I used to make them all go get the RSO. Man, you go get your refinery job. That's guaranteed. They don't care if you're triple blind crazy. Get your ass in there. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> hire you and fire watch. You know? I started off as security guard. You know, hey, you never know what you'll be, you know, and you know, we here now, you know what I'm saying? But uh, for sure, I would have had him in there working so with the refineries. So you refinery to this day? Was you no, no, CEO or something? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I retired in 2017 and, you know, Chose another career, you know. What's, what's that career? Uh, you know, a little little music, you know, a little music here and there, a little music. Signed a few artists, you know, yeah, some we, majors. We gonna, we gonna but, get uh, to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's you, got, little, you gotta bait them in. Like, <laughs> they sitting there, they like, yeah. work, little like work. You know, we, we got a little few artists over there in the majors, but um, you know, we here for AJ, and you know, we was we was financially backing him with the with the lawyers that ran off. You know, what we was talking about earlier. And you know we we help a lot of the homies. You know some other homies. I'm helping out now, and you know we just we do what we can. You know what I mean? We doing our for part our, for man. our part for our neighborhood, and you know every year we doing Christmas. You know we doing Thanksgiving, and you know we trying. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gave us this. We we didn't we didn't see older, you know OGs doing what we doing. As in, you know giveaways and Christmas. Like we didn't we grew up like that. You know some of the homies. Did the Fourth of July, you know what I mean? Shout out them, the big homies, but a lot, you know, we just want to change the narrative and put something positive in these kids and let them know they can they can be more than what they see growing up. And you know, and I wish he was here just to see the success, what we what we've done. And I'm pretty sure he's proud of us. Cause you know, every time he called, you know, and he never he could honestly say he never heard a no. So you know, I know he's proud of us. You know what I mean? <laughs> at, at, at the end of the day, he never heard a no, and that's the thing. And you know, that's never hard. Heard, like, yeah, you can honestly sit on that. What do you need? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't never heard a no, huh? <laughs> never. <laughs> you gonna work it out, or if, if it's too much, we gonna go a little lower, or but it's never no. So he know what we what we what we did and what we you know what we stand for. You know what I'm saying? We'd go broke for this shit. You know what I mean? If that lawyer was working and doing his job. He can get another twenty something thousand out of us, you know, if he was doing his job. But, you know, obviously he not. So, you know, we here to, to keep his keep his faith alive and uh, you know, keep it going. I'm like, if if, if only uh if only Ben Crump. Right. <laughs> if only Ben Crump would fight cases when people was alive instead of when they dead, yeah. then maybe we'd get a lot of dudes out of jail because he like man, Ben Crump only showed up when it's it's over. You know, he a real one. Like I know people real close with him too. Right. You know, I know a lot of like a lot of people it just 
you know, when it's time to attack, we're going to attack the right way. Like, even with Cartel, with Kim and them, like, you know what I mean? No cap, you know what I mean? I see her down there every day where I live. Every day. So, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, I'm saying it's, it's real. Like, my girl down there, Ray, Ray hi, Kim. I like, don't put your hand down. <laughs> Travis stopped by my house, like, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sorry, but not sorry. Album coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, but uh, we're working, man. Okay, for the record, your relationship to Lamont is. Uh, oh, oh, that's my uh, cousin. His, his, uh, his father is my cousin. And what do you miss the most? Um, what I miss the most is smile. His smile, his energy, his character. You know what I'm saying? Oh, his, his what, what, what she say that was? His lisp. He got a little lisp. He got a little lisp. You know, then when he buzzes, he just, you know what I'm saying? Real, uh, come here, good. You know, then when you think he getting buff at times, look at you, you getting all buff? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Trying to wrestle you. He was the one, you know what I mean? He was the one, not the two. He was a good kid. He was always the one that's going to jump on you. Yeah. His presence was really felt. You know what I mean? Good good one. He was a good one. We got we got the good brother with the, you know, we got the the Islam stash going on over here. You know what I'm saying? Like a cousin. And what I miss about him, he was always joking. Always just running around messing with everybody like, Little nuisance around the house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's always in his son. Like back, he, he know how you know how to really just he know how to shoot the Yeah, shoot. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's going down. Yeah, it's it's going going for show that was down, down. for sure. Because we was only we was only. Yeah. I don't know. I get all the light skin jokes I can give. <laughs> all of them. Man look like a box of jiffy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 He I can't I cannot pinpoint exactly when but he for sure he for sure woke up one day and said I'm Cholo. For sure. I'm an essay. <laughs> I can't. I'm an essay, but I'm a. You ain't really Cholo yet. Man, I don't know if it was got like from the like tat. I don't everything. know. I think I think it was the like the tat. Somebody probably said yeah. that to him, like, "Nigga, you like a Cholo with all these tats." Nigga had head tats and shit. Yeah, that's crazy. I think that's, ever, that, that's that's a real black like, you know. I'm saying gang as in. Gathering, uh, like I'm pretty sure ain't no other black gathering ain't never heard nothing like that. That was unique about him already, yeah, just yeah, being yeah. cholo. So look, I'm gonna wind this down. I appreciate y'all coming. Yeah, I'm trying to link up with everybody. Man. So he got the barber, you know. Yeah. He got the security, deep for security, <laughs> you know. Man, then we got barber. Tell him, look, man, you, you get the bird. Gonna have to ride the back seat. You gonna have to change your name to Solo Dad for a week. If you can last at Solo Dad for a whole week, you might get you a record deal, Jack. You know what I'm saying? Man. Feel me? Uh, on, for man. real. So that's just ride alone. <laughs> this the collaboration that, that that people need. You know, we trying to do certain things. Uh, man, um, other people that that we we've been working with. Uh, third director out there in Compton. He he over there out the trees, dude in Atlanta. Okay. He talking about man. I want to look out for my city, and and he got dudes. Man, y'all want to be in a movie? Come on, it's, it's it's starting to be that easy for dudes. Yeah. So all the excuses that people is making, I can't do this, I can't do that. Look, man, save all that, save all that. You know what I'm saying? This it's a 12 year old right now doing computer programming. Come on. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's somebody that just just what's the dude? Uh, 
catching taking all phase over there in Compton. The barber. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, got the yeah. mobile oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I said, what? You got the roll down man, with the the, the Gucci. Yeah. What you nah, call it? Entrepreneur year, man. Everybody doing so, something for real. So we like to end this with some on on a message on the note. Who in here want to deliver a message to the to the youngins? And to the fellas that's inside, because they they gonna watch. We actually send this to them first, yeah, so they can watch it mm. before we send it out to the masses. Like y'all go ahead and check this out. So y'all see something? I say a uh, uh, a thousand yes, one no doesn't mean they your enemy, man. You know these streets. I know it inside. You know we we look at it. You know as it it looks different. What's going on, on the outside? Outside niggas is hurting. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a lot of niggas locked up. I wish I could do more for it, but niggas on the streets is doing worse. I mean, never worse than y'all position, but it's niggas fucked up out here. Like, so if a nigga said they ain't got it, believe me, you ain't got to put that pressure on them. But nigga, we going to be all right, though. All my loved ones, keep your head up. For real. What's, <clears throat> go ahead, D. What are you going to hit it with, D? Oh, D, go on, go on. <laughs> Stay strong with her, man. Keep your heads up. You know, one day at a time. You always got hope in there, man, you know. That's all I could really say. I was in there with you one day, so I know the feeling. On the real. Mm. Winter, you got something to say, Winter? Winter, like, man, <laughs> who want a haircut? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all y'all dreadheads in here. I'm gonna <laughs> ladies, all right. Got no words, man. Nah, Damo, you you gotta you it's just something for the for the for his, his son. Yeah, on the real. Say something for him, man. <laughs> All right, so Strangers Fruit Podcast, another episode down, another one for the record books. I we, appreciate y'all. My bad. I appreciate y'all. Salute y'all for what y'all doing. You know, man. and God gonna bless y'all. Y'all already blessed, man. Facts. For, for millions of, you know, incarcerated people, man, thousands. And y'all, y'all doing y'all thing. I know y'all probably don't get so much, you know. Bigged up, but you know what I mean? Y'all doing y'all shit. SA, brother. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all looking good right now. I love it. Shout out to little man out the Yaj. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to little man. Little you know man's y'all, little man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. baby. We wind it down. Strange Fruit Podcast. My co-host, Brian James, aka Free Bliss. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stay up, holla back. What? A podcast called Strangest Fruit. An inmate at the Calipatria State Prison, Calipatria, California. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Two men can look out the same window. One sees a life of openness and opportunity. The other sees a long dirt road and tall light poles. Acorns in the distance after so-called electrical fences. As the sky is so beautiful, I can only hope that my freedom is getting close. Smiling as I stare out of a vertical rectangular window. Perspective is everything. Though growth has it constantly changing, then you determine that change is a necessity. It's a pirate after overcoming all adversity. Two men can look out the same window from the same scenario with different goals. Through similar circumstances where different perspectives add the weight to different results. The simplistic beauty of life. That shit was wrongfully taken from me, tragically. 
sentenced to die in a cage from old age, given by what they said was an accident. Lied under oath. Very strategic, though. But I stood firm every second, every minute, every hour. I had to be strong. I grew up misguided, gravitating to an irrational, recycled narrative. But it's imperative that you listen in. I grew up in the trenches, the heart of Compton, California, to be specific, a good kid in a mad city, taking a liking to the only life I envisioned. Everything I saw coming up, I normalized. I thought I was doing right. I thought this was the way of life until my life was wrongfully taken and I had to sit, time in, time out, spending my days trying to analyze. Life was all fun and games until I was shot in the eighth grade, critical condition, while we was transitioning. I lost all reasoning, and I contemplated suicide when I was up late one night. But my willpower didn't let me give in. Lost, angry, and confused, a good kid in a mad city, early young, hiding the trauma and abuse. But that shit slowly devoured my entity. Over the years, I learned the hard way, all the tragedies I faced, without a full understanding of my destructive choices made. Then I was convicted of a crime they gave. Because I didn't do it, but I didn't stop the he say, she say. It was all hearsay, but it was fabricated their way. Because nobody said I was there that day or had anything to do with what took place. No fingerprints or DNA present in mine. I witnessed that I wasn't present that night. No GSR on my clothing excluded me from gunfire. Then three different testimonies from three different responders. All three lied. It ain't about who's wrong as much as who gives the jury the best lies or even innocent until proven guilty because I was incarcerated throughout my fight. Didn't get a time for a crime that evidentially proves my innocence. But still, sentenced to life for my past gang ties and culture after my upbringing was criticized. The days turned into weeks, weeks into months. Those added up to years. And I've been through every emotion that gave in to the burning tears. Then my resilience kicked in in high gear. I knew I couldn't stop here, so I took this predicament as temporary. Me creating a fight me after taking my time to think. They thought they saw failure in me. Then my success made them frown. They expected me to fold under pressure to shit. Look at me now. They judged me based on the surface of things, missing my divinity deep down. I stopped, injured and almost breathless against adversity. Fought with my head up, pound for pound. They expected me to be defeated thinking my ambition was depleted. Though I felt against it all, I still kept visual, my motivation for reason. Being at odds with all eyes, the karate kid in me kept the fight alive. Steady, King. Breathe. You ready, King? As I braced myself while the internal dialogue rise, trying to block the blows at me, kicking dirt when I stepped. That hurt and bruised feeling was heavy as heavy gets. My mind couldn't rest. My heart was going left. When I fell, I felt the deep breaths in the depths of my chest, but I refused to lay there and soak in it. So back on my feet, I knew I owed myself a great debt. I still had some life left. Free cholo game.